What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Sunday, so time for another underdog sponsored video. This week, we'll be taking a look at both my exposures and my rankings to see who my favorite wide receivers are to draft this season. Of course, taking ADP into account. There were no Sunday videos before Underdog stepped up, so make sure to show them some love by signing up for an account today. They ran a rake-free tournament the other day, and they're doing so again tomorrow. $3 to enter, and again, rake-free. It genuinely does not get any better than that. Now, it's going to fill up quickly, so as soon as it opens up, I would just max it out, which I believe is going to be 15 entries, but for as many entries as you want, I would join that number of slow drafts right when it opens up just to guarantee yourself a spot in as many as you want. I'm in like 20 slow drafts at a time right now, and it is glorious. I do not have time to sit there and do a 40-minute draft. We're way too busy over here, but Slow drafts give you eight hours to make a pick, so you can always find time to rip through a bunch of them. So sign up for an account today and make sure you take advantage of the rake-free tournament tomorrow. And if you're signing up for your first account, use promo code FFA. Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Take full advantage of that and you can max out the drafts tomorrow while also joining 31 puppy drafts when the puppy four opens up soon. I'm thinking 46 drafts is enough to keep you guys entertained until week one. But we don't just want to have to do these drafts. We want to also win them. I want someone watching this video to take home the million dollars this year. So let's see if we can get one of you there by going over my favorite wide receivers to draft. Let's start off at the top. Among players with an ADP in the first three rounds, so the top 36 overall, my highest owned wide receiver is Cortland Sutton, and the wide receiver I have ranked most above ADP is AJ Brown. So let's talk about these two. Sutton should be relatively obvious to everyone watching this. You guys know I love the Denver offense. Russell Wilson is an incredible quarterback. Sutton is a great athlete. He's a great talent, and he's now two years removed from the torn ACL, which is always something we look at first year back. Not always the best production. Next year after that, we should be good to go. Wilson's also a fantastic deep passer, and Sutton will be running far more deep routes than Judy. I get asked that a lot. Judy versus Sutton, definitely for me, I prefer Cortland Sutton. And the loss of Tim Patrick also just like not only you know locks in the targets for Sutton and Judy really, but just locks in their targets, but it also leaves Sutton as the only like true outside wide receiver on the roster. And there have been numerous reports in camp that when Wilson is in trouble and he's just, you know, looking for someone to get open, it's Ben Sutton. That's been the person he's been leaning on when he just needs something. You know, the first read, second read isn't there. He's going back to Sutton more than Judy. Everything is pointing to just a true breakout season from Cortland Sutton, the best year of his career. And I am absolutely willing to take him at that like late third to early fourth round range where he goes on underdog. And honestly, not only for underdog, for the redraft crowd out there, I would take him in like that early fourth to mid fourth round range. That's kind of where he goes in like half PPR, 12 team leagues. Obviously, just look at the rankings, see how that adjusts in like standard PPR, you know, all these different other formats, different league sizes, stuff like that. But in a typical setup, that's where he goes. Late third, early fourth to mid fourth. And wherever he's going in that range, I like 
targeting him. So that one was kind of obvious. You know, you guys should probably expect Cortland Sutton to be in this video. AJ Brown, on the other hand, is like not so obvious. Uh, and there are definitely people who are completely off of the Eagles offense this season, especially their passing offense. And you wouldn't believe how many questions I get asking purely just like, why do I even like AJ Brown? Like many people are saying like, I don't like him at all. Why are you so on him? And I mean, like, what's, like, not to like about him? Like, do you like 25-year-old wide receivers coming off back-to-back -back seasons, finishing in the top 5% in both success rate versus man and success rate versus press coverage? That's pretty good. Or how about when you can get that wide receiver, very young, very athletic, top 5%, back-to-back -back seasons, outside the top 10 at their position in fantasy? And when you can not only pair them with a top five pick at the position, but your choice of one of the remaining elite running backs or another top 10 wide receiver. So we've got an easy top 10 wide receiver talent operating as the number one wide receiver and top red zone threat on what is going to be an elite offense. And again, you can get him outside the top 10 wide receivers as your third pick in the draft. Sign me up for that every single day of the week. Moving a little bit later, my highest owned wide receiver in rounds four through seven is Hunter Renfro with Adam Thielen being a very close second. And the wide receiver I have ranked the most above ADP in this range is Brandon Cooks. And if you were present during the Tuesday night live stream, then you know, I mentioned being in like, you know, 20 plus drafts at a time right now and that my exposures were going to change. So I actually showed you guys a lot of my exposures for different positions. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm in, I think at the time it was like 25 or 30 drafts, like exposures are going to change, right? Players I'm drafting right now that maybe I wasn't drafting before or like more or less heavy. These things are going to be different. Well, this is one of those situations where I expect that to be the case. I'm still going to have Hunter Renfro and Adam Thielen on a massive percentage of my teams because for the entire offseason, I've been on them and been continuing to draft them. And they're probably still going to be my first and second most rostered wide receivers. But I have been taking a disgusting amount of Brandon Cooks in round five recently. So he could very well challenge these two for that top spot. And I am sure this is going to end well, but I am all in on the Texans offense this season. Uh, I have the exact same take. It's basically like two or three weeks ago, I just like decided this is the take on the Texans. And just like every single time I see news about this team, it just confirms my opinion. Like it is so apparent that I want to be stacking this offense because everyone in the world just assumes they're going to be awful. And that could happen. It might even be the most likely outcome that they're not going to be that good of an offense. But it's an extremely condensed offense. And those players in the condensed offense are like really good. I think Pierce is locked in to that running back one role. I think Cooks is far and away the best wide receiver, but that Nico Collins is also locked in to wide receiver two, and that Brevin Jordan is pretty locked in to the lead receiving role for like tight ends. I'll have some blocking tight ends in there, but like he's the lead receiving tight end. And there's very little talent behind those four. And even if others see the field, 
these other players that are playing are, are not going to be commanding targets. They're not going to be players who are priorities to get the football. It's those four. And really, it's going to be Pierce and Cooks with like Collins operating as probably the clear third. But Brandon Cooks is going to be the core of this passing offense. And again, they will probably be like bottom seven. But I have them projected to be bottom five. And it's saying, please, please, please draft Brandon Cooks. Well, what happens if they're not? What happens if this is a league average offense? Brandon Cooks is a really good wide receiver. He's coming off arguably the best season of his career when you look at his success rates. And you can get him in the fifth round on underdog and in redraft leagues. I've just been smashing that lately because he just looks like far and away the best pick when I get to that spot. And then you can easily pair him with Pierce, pair him with Mills, pair him with like a combination. Maybe you want to also draft Brevin Jordan really late or Nico Collins late as well and pair them with Mills. It's just so easy once you start with Cooks to complete that stack. You have so many different opportunities. And again, even projecting them as a bad offense, they're all coming out as really good picks. What happens if they're not? Cooks' floor is that he pays off his ADP. His ceiling is is that he's wide receiver one you just got in the fifth round. As for the other two, so Thielen and Hunter Renfro, obviously, still have both of them. And I think both of them have sort of just been like cast off, you know, since we have Justin Jefferson and Adams as the obvious alphas in each respective passing offense. But that feels like a really big mistake. Adam Thielen has been fantastic when healthy, even in recent years. And the passing offense gets a massive boost now with Kevin O'Connell as their head coach. And the thing is, like, Thielen didn't even need that. Even if the offense was the same, it was that more run-focused offense, not playing as fast, he was still the wide receiver 7 and 14 and half PPR points per game over the last two seasons, even with Justin Jefferson remaining healthy, getting over 3,000 total yards over that stretch. And I know that Thielen is clearly dropping off and age is going to catch up with him, but are we really expecting him to drop his points per game by over 20% this season? Because that's what he would need to do just to be considered a neutral value at his ADP. So just for him to purely pay off his ADP, he needs to drop by 20% in his points per game. And I don't really think that happens, especially under this new system. So he's another player where it's like, it feels like his absolute floor is that he's a good pick. But he could be a wide receiver one. I promise you, Adam Thielen could be a wide receiver one this season. As for Renfro, listen, I know Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Now, I think Justin Jefferson's coming for him, and I think maybe we see a changing in the guard this season. But Adams will be at worst a top three wide receiver in the NFL. And so we know that Hunter Renfro's target share is going to drop. Just going to happen. But they gave him a two-year, $32 million deal, $21 million guaranteed. They clearly value him. He's going to have a large role in the offense. And he earned that last season. Over 100 receptions, over 1,000 yards, 9 touchdowns, elite success rate versus zone. Clearly a great route runner, a mismatch when they get into the red zone, which is not something you can usually say of a player of his size. Watch him run routes in the red zone. It is insane the separation he can gain. Adams is going to draw constant double teams. And realistically, so will Darren Waller. If you've seen some interviews from teammates and from him, they're not expecting those double teams to go away. So teams are doubling Adams, doubling Waller. That is leaving Hunter Renfro on an island on every play. 
And that is not something you want to be doing. And it is not going to be fun for opposing cornerbacks. He's a slam dunk pick as the 42nd wide receiver off boards. So we've got A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, and Hunter Renfro so far. I'm absolutely in love with all those wide receivers. I don't care if you just refuse to play an underdog. If you were in a redraft league as well, draft those players. But how about 10 more names that go in rounds 8 plus? My top 5 most owned wide receivers, again, round 8 plus. Tyler Lockett, Jahan Dotson, Wondell Robinson, Paris Campbell, Tyquan Thornton. My 5 Highest ranked wide receivers ahead of ADP, not including those five. So five more are George Pickens, Romeo Dubs, Isaiah McKenzie, Nico Collins, Alec Pierce. Now, we don't have time to unpack all 10 of the wide receivers I just mentioned. And you obviously cannot get all of them on your team. That is 10 wide receivers going in rounds 8+. plus. You might only have, like, if you're playing an underdog, you've got, like, eight, nine rounds in that, like, general range left in your draft. You're not drafting all wide receivers. There's not even enough to take them all. You're in a redraft league. You might only be picking between, like, two or three of these players. But I think this is a fantastic grouping to keep in mind because it honestly encompasses all of rounds, like, 8 through 18. So you'll always have an option if you just keep that list in mind, write that list down, keep it on your ranking sheet. Those are wide receivers you want to go after. And it's a fantastic group because... Our whole goal late in drafts is to hit on some level of ceiling. And there are a number of ways of doing it. Now, I always lean rookie. You guys have been watching this channel for a while. I like rookies because sometimes we just don't know how good they're going to be. Now, many rookies will bust. But especially later in the, se the season when like games truly matter the most in the fantasy playoffs, when you're advancing an underdog for redraft and in best ball league. Like, Late season matters a lot. Well, that's when the rookies truly start to break out. So this list has six rookies on it. Well, other times, if you're not looking at a rookie, maybe you want a player that's young in their career. Maybe we liked them as a rookie, but they've had injuries, they've had bad situations, they haven't truly broken out yet. But if we're looking for someone to break out, a young athletic wide receiver makes sense. That's three of the names on this list. And then the other name is Tyler Lockett, who just is always a phenomenal best ball pick because I don't care who the quarterback is. Go get a high schooler out there. He's going to have some games where he has 12 for 153 touchdowns. That's just the type of player he is. He has a massive ceiling, low floor. He's a great pick in best ball. But these are the types of players I want to target. Give me youth. Give me athleticism. Give me underrated pieces on elite offenses or underrated pieces on offenses that the public is also underrating and most importantly give me access to a ceiling it doesn't matter if you're playing on underdog or you're in a redraft league if a wide receiver is completely incapable of posting 150 yards and two touchdowns i honestly don't want them on my team it's not like i'm expecting everyone i draft to be the next justin jefferson right that is like uh, an outlier situation that is very hard to hit on but what exactly is the point of Corey Davis, Jarvis Landry, Chase Claypool for my team? What, what is the point of drafting them? We know who they are. We know what their ceiling is. We know it's relatively capped. But what if George Pickens is going to play in the regular season as good as he's playing in camp? 
What if Nico Collins is the clear number two wide receiver and number one red zone threat on a relatively decent offense that's kind of pass heavy? What if Isaiah McKenzie is the full-time slot wide receiver on the Buffalo Bills and is going to out-target potentially Gabriel Davis? Or what if Romeo Dubs earns Aaron Rodgers' trust and ends up as the number one wide receiver for the Packers? Every single one of the 10 players I mentioned could bust. And honestly, many probably will. But if you consistently draft players with a path to a ceiling, then you're going to hit at a much higher rate than the general public. And when you hit, it's going to be much more impactful to your roster. I'm not trying to draft the 50th best wide receiver and hope that he ends up 43rd. I'm trying to draft the 50th best wide receiver and maybe he ends up 70th. But he could have five wide receiver one weeks in him and end up as a wide receiver two. And that's so much more valuable than trying to find these like little values with like Jarvis Landry and Chase Claypool and Corey Davis. They're not going to be wide receiver ones. Try and target someone who has that in their range of outcomes. So these are 15 wide receivers that touch on really every single portion of the draft. If you want to see my exact rankings for every single player across all positions and all scoring formats, you can check that out at my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. And remember to sign up for Underdog today. You do not want to miss the Paul Moranian tomorrow. I'm just throwing that out there. You don't want to miss it. It is a rake-free contest. Those are extremely rare in any industry, but especially in fantasy football. And if you sign up for your first account, make sure to use promo code FFA so that they'll match your first deposit up to $100. That'll give you 200 bucks in the account if you take full advantage of that and get you into 46 drafts, which is more than enough to keep you busy until week one. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Mock Draft Monday, live Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, to go over the latest news and do an underdog draft with all of you. So sign up before then. And then Wednesday with, I don't know what, probably a top five video, but maybe a strategy video. I'm honestly not sure about that one yet. But then, my friends is the end of this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.